0: hello 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 hello. hi everyone thanks for hopping in four minutes late but it's okay these things happen hi, my hi. you're so beautiful <laughs> i can't <laughs> i can't take it <laughs> thank you're you so like you know when you see someone and you're just kind of like whoa yay i've seen pictures but Thank this video you. is good you're gorgeous i never expected this thanks <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> how are you um, i am good you know i'm not experiencing load shedding so definitely better than you and you see at this point i'm just like jesus take the wheel <laughs> jesus
1: take too. the wheel
0: because your country. <laughs> yeah yeah thank you all right uh welcome everyone to conversations with the today i'm joined by Larato pakati pakati Oti. Pakati, yes. (laughs) Pakati. All right, cool. And uh, today we're talking about workplace wellness. And before we get into the topic at hand, hello, everyone. We're so excited that you decided to join us. And of course, anyone who's going to be listening to this as a podcast episode. All right, Labato, tell us, who are you?
1: What is it that you do, ma'am? Okay, so... I'm Lerato Pagati. I am from KwaZulu Natal in South Africa. Uh, born and raised in KwaZulu Natal, or Lisbonia. Um, I, well, by profession, I work in the food industry. So my nine to five, I'm working in the food industry, um, um, in the finance space. And then qualification-wise, I've got a qualification in communication science, um, and my side hustle if you would say or my passion on the side that I do is all about wellness all about holistic wellness fitness uh personal training as well um I've always I grew up loving sports and I grew up um in a space where healthy living is a priority so it's kind of it runs through my veins I say and um absolutely love it. I am married to my husband, um, obviously to my husband, (laughs) and (laughs) I absolutely love him. Um, (laughs) Yes, and um, we've been married for about four years now, yeah, it's four years, and um, I love people. I absolutely love people. I love people. I love talking. I love conversating with people about such a topic as this. um and then I'm a born again (laughs) Christian so I'm very involved in my church I serve within my church I serve within
0: my community um so yeah that is that is who I am in a nutshell (laughs) in a nutshell oh man perfect just beautiful so you know my next question was going to be how you got into this wellness fitness and health uh space but it looks like it's something that you grew up with but was there a point where you're like actually i need to take this seriously and i'm going to make it yes. part of my every day yes
1: so what happened was when covid hit in 2020 um yeah. we all went through hard lockdown and i i was already someone who was into exercising and eating well but as I was sharing my content um, on my social media, people were coming out to me and saying, oh my gosh, can you please help me? I also want to you know, keep pushing within my fitness lifestyle since we're in lockdown, I'm struggling with lose weight, I'm gaining weight through um, this COVID uh, lockdown period, please help, please help. So I actually came up with an idea to host um, online sessions for women in particular. So I'm very fond of wellness within um women, um, because I think it's something that we struggle a lot with um yeah. when it comes to health. So I started that program online, and as the country was opening up bits and pieces, I then came up with the idea to host boot camps on um Saturdays um okay. within my community. Yes, within my community. So that's basically how it started and um I didn't have Instagram at the beginning of lockdown. And then I actually went back onto Instagram, created New York and I was like, you know what, let's make this open to anyone and everyone. So that's yeah. how my online sessions actually began. Um, and now, obviously, I've started uh, doing one-on-ones as well with specific women in my community as well. Um, so that's basically how it started. I think there was a point where I was like, no, man, let's let's actually formalize this let's (laughs) make
0: some money yes Yes, let's start start getting
1: paid yeah because at first it starts with a favor oh can you please then i'm like actually we can actually like formalize this so it's, it's still growing it's still growing it's still small but it has a potential of growth and because it's something that i love to do i i i'm trusting god that it's going to go to the next level
0: I love that. You know, something that um drew me to your account specifically was how peaceful it was. It was not overbearing and especially on Instagram, which is typically you known for flashy and uh just really overbearing, overwhelming, influencer like content. You introduced me and I believe a lot of other people to a different type of influencer where you're influencing us to be healthy, to actually take care of ourselves so that we can have good looking skin like yours. And so I wanna know, (laughs) and I don't think it's something you have intended on doing, but it it just seems so seamless. And so I wanna know when you really got into it because you have other jobs, you do professionally as well. uh, When you really got serious with um, health and fitness, how it affected your productivity? Because I know that uh, during COVID, and post COVID, now we have a lot of people who are dragging yeah. themselves. They're not really as productive as they'd like to be. Uh, they're not whole within, if that makes sense. Yes. Yeah. Um, I think for me,
1: um, living this lifestyle really, really helped me throughout lockdown um, because everything was home based. And, you know, when you're working, um, a nine-to-five during lockdown sometimes it feels like you go beyond the nine-to-five mm, and so yeah. you find yourself overworking and not having times in between to take a break so when it came to my fitness it, it became something of me to de-stress because I knew I couldn't see family I couldn't go and see friends um, what is it that I can do with my time that's going to keep me going to have some sort of purpose to actually wake up in the morning and actually do something, um, so I think it honestly helped me personally in terms of my productivity because I found myself pushing myself after I de-stress, after a workout, or even the foods that I would eat during mm-hmm. lockdown. I made sure that they were going to stimulate me so that I can continue to work because obviously food also affects your productivity. So whatever mm-hmm. you put into your mouth will actually show in your day-to-day living like it will it will show whether you're you you're full of energy or you're not full of energy and even now post-covid <laughs> even now post-covid and we're going into the office and we're hybrid working i give colleagues that are like oh my gosh you always have energy like you're never tired like we're so stressed and we're so but you're like always chirping whatnot what's i'm like guys i'm also tired but I think there are certain things that I see that I'm doing um, holistically in my life that's actually helping me to try and balance out because obviously we're going to have fatigue, but you can see there are different levels to fatigue. And I can clearly see that, you know, it's helping me um, improve productively in the workplace and I don't feel like sluggish and Mm -hmm. all those things. Um, So yeah, no, definitely it helps me to work better to work smarter and
0: to feel fresh and you know ready for the day um
1: yeah. when I I gonna go to work
0: yeah you know and as much as i'm in agreement with you i'm a little embarrassed that i ate a piece of cake earlier today uh <laughs> it's not a moment i was proud of i will i will admit that man, i felt mean, we so have guilty but it tasted so good
1: <laughs> It's okay oh to have moments of cheat days, just not regularly. You can't have a cheat day yeah. every day. But I mean, True. once in a while, we can treat ourselves, you know, to make ourselves feel a bit happy for that moment. But, you know, we need to strike the balance. But I mean, one cake is fine.
0: <laughs> so it's says the baby who's always eating healthy food. Trust me, fool me once. And I really love what you said about how what we eat affects our performance or our productivity and our mindsets and so on. Um, because I remember I used to drink coffee like a mad person, and my <laughs> my heart <laughs> would beat so insanely, no. and the thing is, I felt like I couldn't function without it, but yet, when I did drink it, you know, so now because I still like coffee, I drink it at a more uh yes. level but but really just realizing how the things that we eat you know the chocolates the sweets every now those treats every now and then you realize that um, you're killing yourself and it's not really a treat because these quote-unquote treats uh, end up affecting you in the future which really sucks so you talked about uh, workplace what is workplace uh, wellness when you kind of assess your life and your experience and having had worked within the space for quite some time how would you define it
1: I would define workplace balance, um, wellness, sorry, as there are different types of wellness, right? So we have physical wellness, which means our physical body. And then we have emotional wellness within the workplace. And then we also have mental wellness within the workplace. And then we also have social, like, well-being. So all those things are actually relevant within the workplace, And Mm -hmm. we find ourselves trying to struggle to balance all four within the workplace because we might excel mentally at work, but we might not excel physically at work because maybe we are fatigued, we're Mm -hmm. stressed out, um, we're not healthy, we're not eating healthy stuff in the office. We find ourselves buying junk in the office when they say it's lunchtime, then you go find something, junk food, KFC, you know, the nearest (laughs) thing. And then you come back into the office and you eat that. Um, So for me, I find it that it's balancing um, all those things. I mean, having the right leaders within the organization will help you with your emotional well-being, will help you with your mental um, well-being. So it's not just um, in the employees to make sure that they will, but it's also challenging the leaders of the business to say, how can we Mm. make sure that um, we have a balance of all these elements within the workplace? Um, So for me, all these four actually interlink with each other. No one, none of these elements should lack in any way. Um, They should always strive for balance within the workplace. So you want to be in an environment where you're safe, as an employee, you want to be in an environment where you can fully express yourself the way you are and not being judged. You want to be in an environment where you know that um, you're able to eat healthy um, and no one is going to judge you in the workplace. Because I find some people seem to judge other people because of maybe the lifestyle that they, that they have. So it's kind of like- Ooh, spill the education. tea. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of that education to say no guys, we need to, you know, start implementing these things and, and it's okay. And it's normal, um, to focus on all four of these elements. So I think for me, that's what workplace wellness is about is making sure that all these four elements are linked together and they flow
0: and, um, they just happen organically and they're not forced. Um, so yeah, I mean, it sounds like such an ideal structure, but also not so realistic as well because I'm considering some of the stories I've heard of you know interns even who would feel overworked and when they're overworked they eat late and if they eat late they're too tired to cook or then they end up having to get that fast food anyway so in as much as they'd love to be in an environment that is wholesome and appreciates wellness um, and has a holistic approach towards ensuring that the mental health physical health of, of an employee is up to par, but because they need the job, it's just yeah a matter of circumstance. So how can an employee or a young professional kind of navigate that? Because I really think it's up, it's a decision. It's a decision. Yes, to it say. is a yeah. decision. It's a decision. You might get hated for this, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I think it's it's the, it's honestly
1: the person's decision as an employee to say when I get into the office what is it that i can do that's going to allow me to focus to be disciplined in this um health journey because also i think it's not only just the employees initiative but it's also as i said the leaders as well and having these conversations mm. within the business to say you know what this is what the employees are saying having forums and discussions where people can honestly just be open about it and And I think also these things are um, so important within HR because they are the ones that drive um, such things because that obviously has to do with the employees. But it's also the employees that come out in meetings and say, you know what, maybe we should do A, B, and C. And this can help us to be more productive within the workplace because maybe we feel um, overwhelmed or overworked in certain areas. Um, So I think for me, it's a communication kind of thing. Being able to be open and say, you know what, so your line manager as well. I think it's important mm. to say, you know what, I'm actually not okay with A, B, and C. Um, yeah, I need help with this. I need help with this so that I can be more productive within the workplace and feel like I have a sense of belonging in the workplace. And I'm not just a machine or a robot that's just there and sits and types and right. know, produces the work.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And so you know, that's just
0: that's my my take. Just listening to you, I'm thinking of how I mean, I'm actually comparing certain organizations that have a really good, how to, who, who are well-moneyed, so to speak, um, mm. that can afford to have a therapist, that can afford to have a gym, that can afford to have, uh, you know, the the, the C suit coming down to the level of, you know, the other employees without compromising his, his or her position. But then you have, you know the startups the SMMEs uh, mid um, entrepreneurial companies that are not necessarily positioned well and are still trying to find way and room but you have people who are just employees who are crashing so how can they kind of navigate their way through finding wholeness because it's judging from what you're saying it sounds like a it's a collaborative effort from leadership to the lowest yeah
1: um I think um, there are actually some corporate organizations that have a program called employee assistance program mm-hmm. where um, it's, a free, it's free um, for the employees. Um, and then obviously for the organization, I think they pay a certain fee, but I don't think it's that much of a fee um, to pay. And then um, it has different programs, mental health. So they've got online counselors. Um, they've got, um, online courses, which they have on teams where they set up and they have these discussions about how you balance work and life. Um, how do you try and implement a healthy lifestyle? Um, if you've gone through a certain loss or you may be going through stress within the workplace, then you're able to call that hotline. Um, yeah. set up a meeting and yeah. have a discussion with the counselor um, or registered say, a psychologist, which as the employee, you would not be paying anything for it. You just have this certain program accessible to the employees. Um, I think that's very helpful. And another thing is sometimes I feel like employees need a boost of morale or something to like keep them going so for small businesses I think once a quarter or once every two months they meet up for like staff lunches where you go to the nearest restaurants and you just conversate and you just conversate Mm. about nothing else but not like anything to do with work but you just life and anything really because I think People tend to think that when you're at work, it's just work. You just talk about work mm. and and that's it. But sometimes people want to just offload and say, Oh, this is how my weekend was. I did A B and C. Oh, I'm going through this type of problem at home. I need assistance here. And sometimes people don't become open in the workplace in a sense like that because they feel mm-hmm. like, Oh, this is this is not the place. I don't feel safe. But the minute they go out into an environment that's completely different, or they do some sort of activity that has to do with um, fitness per se people tend to open up in spaces like that maybe they have a certain boot camp for the day where employees go out and they have some sort of adventure um, survivor kind of um, thing that they do out of the office and that kind of makes them a bit more open they feel a bit more relaxed and they say oh no so this is how my manager is oh they're really chilled oh you know we can have open conversations and feel completely safe. Um, So that's another thing that people can, um, within the workplace, think of doing. And as I said, it's not just the responsibility of the managers, but it's you as the employee to say, oh, maybe we should do A, B, and C. Maybe Mm -hmm. um, that as well. Um, And another thing is, like you were saying, not everybody can have um, gym membership or or stuff like that. Um, I know some companies, what they do is they hire, they outsource a certain service and then mm-hmm. people come within the business to say, okay, we're going to do two sessions in a week for six weeks. And then that kind of boosts people's energy as well. I know that um, where I work, we did something like that post uh, pre-COVID, which really got people really excited. Um, yeah. and then, I can only imagine. Yeah, no, it really does. Like,
0: yeah,
1: I can't explain. Like, when people come together in any form um, of exercise or anything, people just tend is. to open up. People just—it's—it's—it's it's, it's a conversation starter. It makes people relax. And you know, when you go back into the office, you're like,
0: man, you remember that time we went to
1: this place, yeah,
0: and, and, it, and also, and it's like, i i, I don't like you. I like you now. Yeah, are not so bad. <laughs>
1: Like, you're actually cool to work with. I thought you were this... You know and people are like, oh, I thought that you were this uptight person. Um, And then you realize, no, it's just... When you're in the work space, and you're in the work environment, people's Mm. heads and mind spaces are just like, let's do the work, let's focus. And we tend to forget to just, you know, relax a bit. Um, So, yeah, no, that's that's what I think. I think that would help a lot. And obviously, um, like I was saying people tend to go out and buy junk food and come back into the office and eat whatever. So um, having that space um, within the, the office environment or a canteen that offers healthier options, let's say some businesses do have canteens, um, offering healthier options that people can say, oh, no, maybe I should just go to the canteen and get A, B, and C because it's a bit more healthier. Um, so yeah, no, I think, I think that would help a lot.
0: Right. I can only imagine the inverse situation where a company does not uh, value the concept of workplace wellness wellness, and in turn, they don't really understand how detrimental the effects could be um, because it's not just, I mean, you have someone, an individual who comes from home goes to work and home has those yeah. stresses as is and then double stress at work then back home stress again so when you look at the inverse um how do you think that a lack of structure that facilitates workplace wellness can can affect performances at work <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean <laughs> that was felt <laughs> that was felt <laughs> it's a real thing Yeah. People are
1: really going through a lot in their personal yeah. spaces. People are mm-hmm. honestly going through a lot in their personal spaces. And I think that it's it's so important for companies to realize that these are humans. At the end of the day, yes, we need to make profits. Yes, we need to make profits. And it's especially in the private sector, um, mm-hmm. it's all about profits. That's the only way that they're going to survive. It's all about profits um and then sometimes they tend to forget that you know what we are humans we are going through life um experiences not every year is a perfect year not every month is a perfect month um and it's so important to like i said to have these conversations as leaders um to kind of assist to reduce the rate um of people not feeling unhappy within the workplace and most of the time i think the unhappiness comes from the fact that they're coming into work with all these problems and then you're adding on top of those problems with so many demands from yeah. the work that you need to do and mm. it's having those conversations with the line managers to say you know what this is what i'm going through this is what i'm going through and this is what i need help with and having those honest con, i'm always about honesty. And Mm -hmm. I really, really hope that conversations like these continue to happen and people continue to hear that these are the things that people are crying out for. They're crying out for a sense of belonging in the workplace because maybe at home they don't feel like they belong and they need to have a space where they can feel like they're valued because maybe they're coming from a background where they don't feel valued. And Mm -hmm. to continue to have those, oh, well done for doing A, B, and C, you did well. And those little like, you know, um, encourage, encouragements and compliments that keep people going to boost their um, productivity will really help them. And as much as they're not gonna forget what they're going through at home, but they know that when they come to work, oh, at least I'm appreciated, at least um, I'm recognized for the work that I do. and I think when those conversations don't happen, the the way people feel in the workplace, they might feel really unhappy and they say, you know what, it's it's better for me to just resign because we are clearly seeing that a lot of people are, are tending to say, no, my wellness and my mental health is more important than being in the workplace, which means there's something wrong. And there are conversations exactly. that you need to have within the workplace to say, okay, fine. Why are you feeling like this? Um, is there anything that we can help you with? Because it's not good to see people resign. It's absolutely not good, especially when it's it's really, really good blend. Yeah. And it's talent that you want to to retain and to make sure that you grow. And so those conversations need to happen. Those conversations need to happen. And to, I mean, also the leaders themselves, I know that they have also life issues that they have. And, sometimes as I said they forget that we are also humans as well and so these conversations need to continue to happen they need to continue to happen so um, yeah
0: yeah you know when you're talking about resigning you reminded me of my previous episode where I was talking to a retail manager and we kind of brushed um talked a bit about uh, toxic workplaces and he then told me about someone he worked with and how that very, very talented individual ended up quitting, resigning. And when he further probed, it turns out that he was in a very toxic environment. That then kind yeah. of spewed him out. He couldn't handle being in there. But the thing is, um, there were telltales. You know, he was not performing the way he knows that he can perform. He was underperforming, rather. And he was a bit, I don't know. You know, he could tell that he didn't he yeah. properly recognize himself. And that's just the thing, because when you talked about wellness in the beginning, you categorized it and you also mentioned mental health. And what do you think is the current mental space of young professionals, employees, um, executives within the SADC region, rather? Like, if you're just, or even in South Africa, like, what do you kind of um, think is the current mental space of them? Because we're talking a lot about mental health, but it's, yeah. it still seems to be an issue. I
1: think for me, people are suffering a lot from burnout. I think people are reaching a point where they just cannot. And I think it's because we're recovering from two years of lockdown. And because we're recovering from two years of lockdown, the mental state of people right now, um, personally, I believe is worse than before. (laughs) Like, um, (laughs) Especially for some people. For some people, depending on which companies people work for, Some are asking them to come back full-time. Some of them are asking them to do hybrid. Some of them are are asking um, for them to be remote. And having had to transition into lockdown and work fully remotely, that was stressful enough because now we had to learn a new way of working to now having to learn the new normal which we all still don't understand how it's going. We kind of still learning what the new normal is. So I think yeah. that um, a lot of people are suffering from burnout because they, they don't know if they're coming or they're going. Um, sometimes people don't know how to measure. Some, sometimes people don't know how to measure their, um, they don't know how to measure their productivity. So they think if they work, if they work a lot, that means that they're working enough like they're doing the right amount of work for that day do you get what i mean Mm. and sometimes you can work till late and find yourself that you haven't really produced as much they weren't as
0: as if you tried
1: as if you tried to work a bit smarter because if you're able to um categorize the the most important to the least important That can help as well so that you can manage your time. So all of these things have to do with workplace wellness, like time management and stuff like that. So that's why it's so important to have such courses within the workplace that talk about Mm. how can we manage our time now that we are in a new normal of working um, to balance that we don't have to have meetings the whole day because some people have back-to-back meetings. And when you have back-to-back meetings, when are you going to do your Listen. work? <laughs> Listen. You
0: know, you're trying
1: to you're trying to um, figure out how you can sort out other issues before you can actually do what's the most important within your list. So I think people are really suffering from burnout and, and stress and fatigue and they're extremely exhausted. And when you're extremely exhausted, it goes back to what you eat. Um, when you're exhausted, yeah. what do you do? You order Uber Eats. When you order Uber Eats or you order Mr. D or you order any other thing um, on whatever app, you find yourself eating the wrong stuff because you just, you're just you so tired. You don't have the time to do other things that are important. And people are, str- are, are, are balancing um, kids, um, household, um, families. And by the time they get to the workplace, And now they have this amount of work to do. They literally cannot function. And I think it's happening a lot with young people. But also Mm. I think sometimes as young people, um, we put too much pressure on ourselves as well because um, we look at our age, we, we we look at our age, we look at social media, we think I'm 25 or I'm 30, why don't I have X, Y, and Z? So you begin to put so much pressure on yourself that even your work that you do becomes something that you might not be fully, um, happy with or fulfilled with, Mm -hmm. or you feel like you're not fulfilling your purpose. Mm -hmm. So it's a lot of things that are making people really frustrated within the workplace and making people feel like, um, they're not doing their best or they cannot reach the potential that they want to reach. Um, and it, I think also it, it definitely has to do with the fact that we're still recovering from COVID. We're still recovering from lockdown. And it's just trying to figure out hows how are we going to do life now post these two years of trying to work from home, of trying mm-hmm. to... Some people also have had to move to different provinces because of lockdown. And now they suddenly have to move back to where, you know, they originally yeah. were. So all those factors are actually factoring in the fact that we are exhausted you know we are exhausted within the workplace we're tired and we actually sometimes just don't know how to reach out for help as well we don't yeah. know how to say you know what i'm
0: drowning save me before you know it's too late um don't die so, inside and i know i have yeah. a lot of male friends who tend to be like "No, i, I keep things inside and then when i've sorted it out then I can tell another person that, hey, remember that problem that I didn't tell you about? Well, I'm telling you no. now and it's sorted. Come on. No. Uh-uh.
1: That, that for me, it leads so much to the resignations. And um, I don't even think it's just employees. I also think it's people who are looking for jobs. I think oh, they're man. also frustrated. Those yeah. people are also frustrated. So you've got employees that are frustrated and... um. Exhausted from the workload, and then you have people who are continuing to be frustrated from the fact that they just keep getting rejections. So um I think we're just living in a in a society where it's just there's no win. Like both sides, are out. both yeah, yeah, both sides are stressed out. Both str- sides are feeling fatigued, and you know, because if you look at it, even the ones that are unemployed, they're also are exhausted. Yeah. And then people ask, why are you exhausted? Why? I mean, you're sitting at home, you're um, not, but it's the straight thing. Um, and then obviously it affects your health as well. So, um, yeah, that's what I think. I think the employees are definitely stressed out, definitely fatigued, definitely burnt out. And um, sometimes it's definitely because they don't have the time to focus for themselves. It's just work, 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 work. And they can't um develop themselves personally
0: um Mm.
1: because at the end of the day we in order for us to grow within the workplace we need to also develop personally our personal um development is also important and um yeah yeah definitely yeah
0: yeah listening to you just takes me back to late last year so my business is fairly very fairly Really new and uh, yes <laughs> oh my goodness i was just gonna put it i think there are people that may relate we're listening to this i was always mm. tired there wasn't a point where i was never tired and i remember you know the whole i remember there was a time the 5 a.m club was trending and i was like how am i gonna be at yes. the 5 a.m club when Ooh, i sleep the at five and, and i was just like but i don't want to wake up at five guys i already sleep at five what do you want from me and there was a lot. I'm telling you, I was always tired. I, there were times when I'd sleep for two days. Not two days straight, obviously taking breaks, but I'd still wake up tired. Yeah. The more I slept, the more I was tired. And I didn't eat. I didn't want to eat. I had no appetite. I had no real zest for life. And, mm.
1: and that's was, what actually makes
0: you more tired. That's what makes you more tired. And man, like when they tell you that um, as a man think it, so is he. I had... It was so hard to live and imagine that I'm not even, I'm self-employed, but I need to keep this machine running and as a student, yes. but I just, I wish I had started, I had joined gym or started running earlier and really took my health seriously um, at mm. an earlier stage, which is fine now because, you know, I'm still recovering, but I hadn't taken into account the effect that COVID lockdown had on me because I was so cooped up, didn't move. And I, I think a lot of experts talk a lot about movement and how important movement is and how it affects your mentality and how you relate with people and your performance. I was just yes. tired. And you know what the thing is? I had nothing to show for it. Nothing. What? I was like, I had nothing to show for it. What? I, when no. I, I, was just projections. Oh, no. I was like, all this work What's happening. No. I, I was, you know what i did not know what smart work meant i knew hard work and i worked it that's for the thing at-
1: we don't know the difference between hard work and smart yeah. work you yeah. need to be able to work smart not hard because you're gonna be tired and you don't want to deprive your brain of food because food obviously is going to give oxygen to the brain so like you know you want to make sure that your brain is functioning and you can't just function on coffee you can't just function you know, yes. on just intermittent fasting or just like not eating at all or whatever. You need to make sure that your body is fueled up so that you have the mm-hmm. energy to work and to work smart. Because the different types of foods you eat is is honestly going to have a chain reaction on your body. So mm-hmm. I completely understand when you say you were completely starving yourself and you were you were finished. You were finished. And
0: Oh, when i was nice. young and i still <laughs> am young <laughs> but i like that's young you know and especially when you compare with maybe european countries and you see these people they're constantly moving and i'm and i swear why aren't you tired <laughs> like why aren't you tired yeah. like i am why aren't you tired like my mom is why aren't you tired like my dad is yeah. what's the difference in terms of work culture with them and us and you can make oh. you can see that it's like it's like part of their work culture like wholeness yeah. and wellness it's it's a normal thing and so i'm wondering my question to you rather is how can organizations regardless of they all corporates regardless of size really instill this culture of wholeness holistic approach to uh treating the employee the employer at a healthy fit mentally was it mental mental uh fitness yes. all of that Soxy, everything yeah everything. so socially, socially. so we don't hate emotions. our workers and our bosses yes and emotion yes <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. i think
1: i think the first thing that um for me per, um, personally organizations need to do is to have quarterly surveys um mm. quarterly surveys where they're anonymous so they're completely anonymous and when you and when you answer on the surveys, there's specific questions that you ask, um, as the HR or whoever who's driving it, um, they'd obviously ask questions like, do you feel that you treated equally to your peers? Or hmm. do you feel that you are able to express yourself the way that you want to express yourself? Do you think that your opinions count within the workplace? Do you feel like those kind of questions, um, Questions like, how important is wellness to you? How important is exercising to you? Um, are you a smoker? Are you a drinker? Are you, like, those kind of questions are important because then it gives you a baseline of of then what programs are then going to come after that. I know that some um, companies, depending on which medical aids you're on, there are certain wellness days that take place. And for me, those are important because then you're able mm-hmm. to sit down and find out... Um, if you're living a balanced and well lifestyle, because I can think I'm living well, you can think you're living well, but when yeah. you start to go through those surveys and then you get a response from those surveys to say, oh, um, your vitality age is X amount, you're 40, <laughs> but you're 30, like, because you get those kind of programs where you can sit down and talk right. to someone who's going to ask you all these questions and then um, do your BMI take your weight, um, check your history and stuff like that. So programs like that are so important. They are so, so important. And as I said, they don't have to happen every single month. They only have to happen every other month or quarterly or twice in a year. And that kind of motivates people to say, Oh no, maybe I need to stop smoking because maybe my lungs are, you know, slowing down in terms of being productive within my body and so forth and so forth. So those programs are very important. So the wellness days are important. Um, and also for me, I think, as I said, people tend to like a sense of belonging within a community and want to be known. So I love charity runs. I love, um, drives within the community that's going to help the community so as an organization you say okay we're all collecting socks for the winter everyone's collecting socks for the winter we're going to take it to some old age home or we're taking to some orphanage and we're going to go for the day and chill with these kids and have a fun time with the kids and for me that boosts the staff um productivity because then they're going to feel like, oh, we're taking care of our community. We're not just focused on making profits, but we're also focused on what are the needs of people around us? What are the needs on disadvantaged backgrounds as well? So those type of drives are super, super important. They honestly motivate people to feel like, oh, my company, the company that I work for actually cares about people. We're not just, you know, doing what we need to do, but we're also caring about the people around us. And I think when people begin to serve the community, I believe that they, they're they more happier within the workplace. Right.
0: They're... Okay. I don't know if you've lost Lerato or I'm the one who's... Uh, can you guys in the comment section maybe comment with something so I check if it's me? Okay, wait. Wait a minute. I don't think, I think Larata's had a bit of an interruption there, but yeah, like she was saying, community, we're always looking for um, a point of belonging or a space to belong to, which is so important. So I want to know your views on workplace wellness while we await oh, Larato to join us again. Um, but I mean, I haven't worked in the corporate space. Yeah, I think we lost it to Ludo. <laughs> but we'll get her back, we'll get her back, these things happen. I haven't worked in the corporate space, but I just, as a self-employed hun, <laughs> can't believe I just called myself that, um, I, I found myself really drowning. And until I took the concept of wellness, fitness, and so on, seriously, I started gaining so much more energy. Don't get me wrong, I get tired, but... Um,
1: Yay! Yes. Yes. Hey, I was just
0: having a conversation yes. with the people that aren't responding. Everyone was like, she's gone. I'm like, don't worry, she'll come back. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Bad. Yeah. Bad. But I'm I was just saying that yes. I'm, I'm so glad I got into uh this whole fitness and health and eating healthy. And it's so crazy because I remember when I used to meditate and I would picture myself just so energetic and just so happy. And until I listened to uh, Mel Robbins, she talked about manifestation and she said that manifestation is really wiring or configuring your mind to the yeah. place you want to be and yes. you will eventually start acting in a way that will yes. lead you to the place you want to be. It's not magical. You're doing the work. And it's like, and, so-
1: and I always tell people it's small little steps. You can't yeah. take, you can't eat what do they say you can't eat an elephant with like one bite you literally bits and pieces like you yo oh guys you can't just rock up you can't just rock up in the office and you're like okay yes i'm gonna be eating salads every day i'm gonna be doing ten thousand steps within the day in the office you're gonna you're gonna drive yourself crazy so True. you need to make sure that you start small you start small and i always tell people let's start day by day what is it that you're going to cut out within this day
0: Mm. you know what is it that you're going to
1: add to this day and it's so important like you're saying what you speak is important there's power in the time so whatever that you say oh whatever that you say guys if you're gonna tell yourself oh man i can't do this you know i can't do this you know i could never you know you get people like way i could never i could never exercise like Why would I want to torture myself, you know? Oh, I don't like running. Oh, I don't like walking. Oh, man. That was me, man. That was weird. You know, I love my coffee or I love Coke. I can't let go of Coke. And it's like, if you don't let go of it, then how are you going to see results? There are certain Mm. things that you need to say, I need to sacrifice this and say, you know what, I actually don't need this. And for me to see progress in my life, I need to take this out. And then I need to start saying positive things to say, I can do better. I can do this. I can push myself. I want to feel better. I want not just to feel better, but to look better and to be happy with my body. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, you need to love your body. I mean, we only get given one body. We only get given one body. And God has given us an assignment to do the best with this temple that he's given us. So... If we're not going to make sure that this temple, this body is well nourished, is well taken care of, you know, then we're always going to feel fatigued. We're always going to feel like, yo, oh, why do I feel like an 80 year old person in a 30 year old body? Like, you know, yeah. so it's those small little steps that you're going to decide, you know what, I'm going to make a change in
0: my life. 100% I love this comment by Bagang Kuno who says imposter syndrome is a thief of becoming who we're meant to be as a people especially us as women let me tell you because this feels like a therapy session because you, you're such a safe space <laughs> you're such a safe yeah. space and so, I, mean, I seldom talk about Thank myself you. now people are like why are you telling us all I did I remember in therapy um the therapist was like so why aren't you exercising and committing to it And I was like, oh my gosh, I don't think I deserve it. I don't think I deserve that quote unquote dream body. Imagine. It's not even like I said,
1: it's not even about how like the body is going to be, because we're all shaped different sizes. And we all have different goals and we all have, you know, different things that we want to see ourselves, you know, in our lives. And so I personally feel like it needs to be adjusted to you to the Mm. person that you are. Something that works for you might not work for me. But at the end of the day, we're all just trying, we're all just trying to be better versions of ourselves. And the only way to be better version of yourself is to make sure that you're trying to learn. So either you learn a new exercise or maybe you read a different book or whatever it may be, you need to make sure that it's gonna work for you. And that even translates within the workplace in that mm-hmm. you can have certain conversations with employees when you sit down at lunch and say, oh, well, let's maybe start a program together. Um, let's maybe jog five kilometers in a week or whatever, because some people you'll find that we all live in the same area or something like that. So you kind of begin to have those buddy systems where you're gonna hold each other accountable, which right. helps a lot. And it becomes easier in the workplace because then you know, oh, I've got this buddy who's gonna help me with and C. 'Cause at the end of the day, you are responsible per se, you are responsible for your own productivity in the workplace. We can't always yeah. depend we can't always always depend on, you know, high level execs to help us feel better within the workplace. We need to take it as our own responsibility, but also still have mm-hmm. the conversations. Um Absolutely. so yeah, no, you you have to value you have to have to value your wellness. Oh, and I like yeah. the fact that you say saying you go to therapy. Therapy is important. And sometimes therapy looks different to people. Like for me, yes, I go for therapy, but I also find exercising and eating well as a form of therapy for therapy, people. Therapy, yeah. And when I tell people that, they're like, what do oh. you mean? You're torturing yourself <laughs> with picking up heavy weights. You're torturing yourself by going for a run. How is going on fun? And I'm like, Unless you try it
0: and mm-hmm. when you're going yes.
1: for a run, you tend to think of certain things and you tend to reflect on certain mm. things. um And you tend to start, like you're saying, you start manifesting things as you're going for a run. You're like, you know what? I'm actually great in A, B, and C. I really rocked it at work. Like, I did A, B, and C and I crushed You better it. tell her. You tell yourself. It's like, no, man. You're going for a walk. You're like, no, man. I crushed this at work. I did A, B, and C. Maybe, yes, no one acknowledged me, but. I know I crushed it and that keeps you going that keeps you going um so for me I think yeah therapy uh, as you said it comes in different shapes and forms um but just to make sure that food does not become like bad food doesn't become therapy right good food can become therapy um yeah that's therapeutic for you but bad food it's only going to make you feel worse
0: right um so, yeah bakang yeah. is the, the star of the show she's talking about uh <laughs> she says she found healing in her in writing as well, which is like you said you know there are different forms of therapy that we can explore as well and you know just listening to you now and i I remember when I was kind of thinking about the topic we were, we were discussing like uh oh, what we're going to talk about yeah. and and this topic was so apart from the fact that it's so aligned with your brand and what you do, it was so important to me and I believe it will be important to a lot of people listening because there's a lot of life to live. And if we don't take care of our bodies, our minds, our spirits, our energies in the here and now, then we'll be praying, paying the price in the future, not just, yes. in the workplace, oh. but you know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
1: It's it's yeah,
0: it's it's it will
1: hit you hard because I mean most of us work nine to fives. A lot of us work nine to fives. It's only a few people that are within business. And some people are not just working nine to fives, they have side businesses as well. So you can just imagine um how hard it's going to be to be productive in both spaces. Like it's it's yo I don't know, sometimes I feel like you know, some people are superheroes, but um, it takes a sense of discipline. It's, it's, it's all about discipline and consistency. If mm. you so. can make sure that when you're in the workplace, you're creating a safe space for yourself, um, but also at the same time, you don't want to shut yourself out from the things that are happening within the business because at the end of the day, we all want to grow, right? We all want to grow within... The space that we are in um and i think a lot of um generations now like millennials and stuff like that they're they want to grow within the business and they don't know how to do it and so Mm -hmm. you don't want to shut yourself up um from the things that are happening within the space of where you're working you still want to be involved but you don't want to overwork yourself so that you do not become too involved um, and then you become burnt out. So, oh, it's balance. It's discipline. Um, it's consistently conversating with the people in the office to say, maybe we should do A, B, and C. Maybe maybe mm. the reason why we're all feeling so frustrated in the workplace is because um, we're all finishing so late. Can't we come up with a way that, you know, they can allow us maybe to work from home on other days. Some days we work from the office and stuff like that. Those conversations need to take place so that you know that you're in a safe space where you're working and you Mm -hmm. don't feel overwhelmed uh, as well. So for me, it's always about being consistent with the conversations that you're having with upper level. And as I said, it's the surveys as well. Oh, guys, those surveys surveys. that companies do within the business way, because not everyone... You can't just set up a meeting and say, okay, we're going to meet up in a boardroom. We're going to get to discuss A, B, and C. No one's going to open up. But when you have those anonymous surveys, people tend to open up in their surveys. And then from there, you start building separate programs that are going to be aligned with the responses that you receive from the surveys. And mm-hmm. the workplace then becomes a better place to work in because now you know you're hearing the voices of the people.
0: Right. And they
1: will Ooh, not so feel like they're dragging themselves.
0: <laughs> they won't feel like they're dragging themselves when they come to work. Yeah, you know, um Ingrid says that you should come back again. She's really enjoying the conversation, which is about to end. Can you believe it's been almost an hour? Um, no. But <laughs> um, but I'm just so grateful that you honored my invitation. I was just like, I hope, I hope she has time because. I often have very intense conversations about very intense issues surrounding young professionals, different industries. Yes. And sometimes to kind of dim things down a bit and, and really get back to the mind, soul, spirit, body, and being whole is so essential because you did de- your delivery is so calm, so kind and so peaceful. You. <laughs> you know what I mean? Thank you. Yeah, because I'm very, very intense. I'm like, ah But like for the first time people are probably like she's pretty chilled and pretty zen and I can only imagine no, I think,
1: Yeah, <laughs> I think a topic like this sorry
0: I think a topic like this you don't want
1: to yeah. be too hard or be too mm. like you know you kind of just want it a bit more relaxed and say how can we make this more practical within the workplace and you know definitely something definitely. that can be done it's not something that's far-fetched it's not something that's way over there and it's like another level bringing it back and saying, how can we practicalize this so that we can implement it even in the workplaces and it can run smoothly um, Mm. with practice, obviously with practice, because nothing that you implement the first time, it might not come out the way that you want it to. So it's learning from those mistakes as well, but it's always beautiful to start something within the workplace and then seeing where it goes from there because if it never starts you never know how it's gonna turn out um
0: absolutely
1: but i'm telling you that you actually picked me <laughs> i'm so grateful <laughs> i was like me <laughs> oh, me really um but i'm grateful and i'm honest and um
0: yeah no thank you it's a real thing it's a real thing you and i we're like together forever you're not getting rid of me ma'am um so. no seriously like if you ever want
1: to talk about this um wellness stuff i'm your gal.
0: no I, I i've already saved your your content on my because when i see the smoothie i'm like this one i did one i did one of them though the, the one with like a lot of green i did that one yes ah uh, guys follow her hey yeah so just, yeah <laughs> Honestly, and I I, I really want to wrap this up, but just one more question, two more. Social media, right, tends to be, you know, it's like it could be a force for good, a force for bad, that sort of thing. And when we talk about wellness, it's really hard to not include social media and how it affects us. And oftentimes I've seen people take extremities and just completely deactivate or delete their accounts. Um, You have other people who choose to kind of Put their accounts on private just so that they're not completely overwhelmed and it's just me being specific to instagram but you know you have your twitter and facebook and so on um and i'm just seeing how can one use their social media to be a a space to release and detox as a as opposed to being a space of comparison and just really stressing themselves out
1: um oh i think Oh, that one's a hard one because for me yeah. I've had to differentiate between the two mm. I know that personally for me my social media is to empower people I mean come on, it's to empower people is to help people that's my mandate in life like I'm not there to flaunt the latest phone I'm not there to flaunt the latest car I'm not there to flaunt and say I'm in Dubai I'm in whatever so that I can feel like you know validated i think that's mm-hmm. where the problem becomes is that people tend to you know be on social media so that they can be validated so that they can feel like they're still relevant um yeah. and i think that's what's really killing our our generation is is craving for the relevance and mm. that even applies within the workplace because when linkedin per se You're- i won't lie <laughs> LinkedIn is putting pressure on the people, my friend. I don't wanna lie. I don't wanna lie. There's nothing that puts pressure in the workplace, in corporate life, like LinkedIn. LinkedIn. Because it's promotions, it's yeah. it's um graduations, it's articles being posted, published, it's this achievement. Oh, I'm excited to share, share that I for- am yes yes so for me it's differentiating between what is each platform for Mm. is your social media here for a b and c you know obviously for linkedin you want to be someone who's going to be seen so that you can be promoted so that you can grow and so forth but you need to have a sense of contentment within your life and say this is how my life is going this is the speed that it's going I need Mm. to be okay with the speed that things are going so that I don't Mm. feel the pressure Mm. because someone might be 25 and already a manager. Another person Mm. can be 40 and not a manager. We need to Mm. respect each other's lane. We need to stay in our lane respectively and say, I'm happy for you. I can see Mm. that you're growing in A, B, and C, and I'm okay with that. I'm Mm. okay with that. And then there are times where you do need a break. Um, And then there are times where you do want to go back. But also for me, it depends on who you're following. I think it's so important um, to make sure that you follow the right people within your social media. If someone that you're following makes you feel a certain way, envious, regretful, mad, Mm -hmm. unfollow that person. Because you're going to consistently have a mindset that is toxic. A mindset that feels like, why am I not progressing in life? Because social media, at the end of the day, it's all about people's progress. At this point, the way things are going, it's all about progress. If you're not progressing, you're not going anywhere. And sometimes, yeah. the way in people progress is different. It's completely different. So, for me, it's honestly, you have to be content with your life. And everything boils, you know, I told you that I'm a born-again Christian. So, everything boils down to, what does God want me in that season? Where does he want me to be in that season? And respect the season that you're in. And I need to respect the season that you're in and be happy mm-hmm. for the season that you're in. And if happy I'm not feeling happy. Like I'm happy for Ooh. you, and if I'm not feeling like I'm happy for you, then unfollow. Yes. But, um yeah, for me honestly, for me, my social media is about making sure that I impact people's lives. Mm. And and because at the end of the day, I need to account for the things that I've been doing here on earth, unfortunately. And so I need yeah. to make sure that people understand that my life
0: is not my life,
1: but the man of the So preach. <laughs> it, that, that's like everywhere in life. That's in the workplace. That's in your social yeah. life everywhere. It's all a balance because The pressures can even be there, not just on social media, but also in the workplace. You start start becoming envious of people in the workplace. And it's a real thing. And Mm. you begin to start hating people who did not do anything to you. But you hate them for the mere fact that they're progressing and you're not. And then you forget the season that you're in is different to theirs. So you need to pause the breaks. And yeah. Anyway, next
0: question. (laughs) I I just it, it just got real it it just got real i could listen forever i could listen forever okay last question i promise what are your final words to the young professional the c suit the uh young entrepreneur who is assembling his his or her staff uh what is your fi- what are your final words
1: um my final words are, in order to be a great leader within the workspace, um, you have to understand what's happening grass level, down there. You that's have true. to understand yes. Because you're not going to understand what your employees need unless you come down to their level and understand what is it that they're doing on day-to-day life. Because in order for you to understand their frustrations and what they're going through, you need to come back to their level, you know, have Mm -hmm. meetings, have those conversations, and so forth. And then from an employee's perspective, I think it's important to make sure that you try to make your voice be heard. So whatever that's pressing in your heart, whatever ideas, projects that you want to head out to say, you know what? Into a b and c i know i can do it let me run with it and not be shy from doing things that you know you have the potential to do and then another thing i think it's making sure that you prioritize your state of mind your wellness um your well-being as i said this body is temporary you know um we're not going to live here on earth forever so you need to make sure that the impact that you make is insane. That you touch lives, but also in you touching lives, you make sure that your cup is also being filled. So take care of yourself. Take care of yourself. Take care of yourself. I can't you can't pour from an
0: empty cup. Yeah.
1: Yes. Take care of yourself um, so that you can take care of other people. Um, And that's from Higher level in corporate, lower level. That's just how it is. If you make sure that you are well you know that it's gonna project mm. in a good way um, mm. to other people as well, um, yeah. and that people will feel safe to talk to you because they know that you that your heart is still that you're a peaceful person and not just you know that person is like oh don't it's the, you know put the hand just don't. Don't approach them because you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yo oh, guys, yeah, no. Just focus on yourself. Make sure that you're nurtured within, um, so that you can flourish and make other people flourish as well. Um, yeah, as I said, I can go on and on and on. Forget, <laughs> but um, that's my two cents. That's my oh, two cents. Man.
0: More than Lovato, you are magic. Thank you so much you. for. For serving and this incredible delivery, and I'm full. My cup is full. I just want to let you know that <laughs> it's overflowing thank at you. this point in time. <laughs> no man, thank you, girl. Thank you, thank you, thank you.
1: I, yo, oh, I have no words. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. My I gosh. hope that we can continue to have these conversations, Honestly, even yeah. when it's just just random like conversations, so mm-hmm. that people understand what our age group you know
0: is thinking um (laughs) on a daily basis um so yeah Uh, to the audience thank you so much for joining in your comments we saw them (laughs) but we couldn't read them all um this episode will be on spotify apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, etc and like i said you are magic you are you are a leader, a real one. And um, I'm really grateful for who you are and your essence. It's so Thank pure. You. <laughs> so, Thank just, you. I know, right? <laughs> it's a lot. It's I'm like, lot. I told you, it's <laughs> overflow. It's a lot. Overflow. It's a lot. You can't stop it. <laughs> I, I, wish you, I wish you a blessed night. And everyone else, please do follow uh, on YouTube as well, right? You're on YouTube. Yes. <laughs> but, yeah, mostly, on but mostly on instagram which is larato underscore pagati underscore so a blessed night to you all and uh, this is conversations with Fafane goodbye thank you